0: This is the Fair Mormon Podcast. We are a group of dedicated volunteers who earnestly strive to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ and His Church. Our mission is to offer kind, patient, and sincere answers to issues regarding faith, church history, and understanding of gospel principles. Fair Mormon, the sponsor of this work, also holds an annual conference with speakers from many professional backgrounds. Regarding these topics, this year's conference is located in Provo, Utah, on the 7th and the 8th of August. Tickets can be purchased on our main website at fairmormon.org. We would welcome your attendance. Thanks for listening. And now, Challenging Issues, Keeping the Faith, by Michael R. Ash. This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled Keeping the Faith, Nephi, Laban, and the Plates of Brass by Michael R. Ash Read by Ned Skarsbrick This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at deseretnews.com This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. While encamped in the Valley of Lemuel, Lehi sent his sons back to Jerusalem to obtain their own religious record, the plates of brass, from Laban the governor. Laban and Lehi had a shared ancestry, and the brass plates contained not only the Jewish scriptures, but also Lehi's genealogy. The brothers cast lots, 1 Nephi chapter 3, verse 11, to see who should go to Laban for the plates. In Old Testament times, it was believed that the outcome of casting of lots was directed by God. See Proverbs chapter 16, verse 33. The lot fell on Laman. When asked for the plates, however, Laban became angry and chased Laman away. The brothers came back again, this time with their family riches. But Laban took their riches and tried to kill the brothers, who escaped into the wilderness and hid in a cavity of a rock, verse 27. We now know that there are many caves in Palestine, and they were frequently used by fugitives. Angry, Laman tried to beat Nephi with a stick, but was stopped by an angel. Laman still remained unconvinced that they could obtain the plates from Laban and his fifty, 1 Nephi 3, verse 31. Hugh Nibley explains that while Laban would have had tens of thousands of soldiers at his command, the regular permanent garrison in Jerusalem would have been between 30 and 50 men. In a recently discovered letter of Lehi's contemporary, Nebuchadnezzar, the king speaks of a garrison of 50. In Babylonia, a platoon and an army consisted of 50 men and was always called a 50 just as Nephi spoke of Laban and his fifty. Nephi went again to Laban and found Laban lying drunk in the street. The Spirit of the Lord commanded Nephi to slay Laban so that he could obtain the plates. At first Nephi hesitated. He had never killed a man before. Again, the Spirit commanded Nephi to slay Laban. Finally obeying, Nephi decapitated Laban with his own sword. See First Nephi, chapter four, verses eleven through eighteen. While modern Americans express concern over Laban's execution, in light of Near Eastern thought, Nephi's actions are not unusual. Nibley recalls the reaction to the story by a class of several Arab students after hearing about Laban's decapitation. One Arab student asked, Why did this Nephi wait so long? John Welch argues that in light of ancient Jewish law, Nephi was not guilty of murder. When analyzed in terms of ancient biblical law, the case is framed within the appropriate set of legal terms and issues. This is not to say that the slang of Laban presents us modern readers with an easy case, neither was it an easy case for Nephi. In its ancient legal context, however, the slang of Laban makes sense, both legally and religiously, as an unpremeditated, undesired, divinely excusable and justifiable killing, something very different from what people today normally would think of as criminal homicide. LDS researcher Stephen Olson points out that Nephi intentionally uses the word deliver to emphasize the moral point of the story. The angel who intervened with Nephi's beating said that the Lord would deliver Laban into their hands. Chapter 3, verse 29. Before going to find Laban, Nephi told his brothers that the Lord is able to deliver us and destroy Laban as he had delivered Moses and the Israelites. Chapter 4, verse 3 When Nephi hesitated in beheading Laban, the Spirit told him that, as promised, The Lord hath delivered Laban into thy hand, and that it was better that one man should perish than a nation should dwindle and perish in unbelief. Chapter 4, verses 12 and 13 At this point, writes Olson, The mission to recover the brass plates is no longer simply about the temporal deliverance of a nuclear family, but has become the spiritual deliverance of a divinely chosen nation. Remembering how the Lord had promised to lead the Lehites to the promised land and that they could not keep the law without the scriptures, Nephi realized that the Lord had delivered Laban into my hands. Chapter 4, verse 17. So he slew him. Donning the governor's robes, Nephi went to the treasury disguised as Laban, where he tricked Laban's servant, Zoram, into acquiring the brass plates. When Zoram discovered that Nephi was not Laban, Nephi gripped Zoram firmly and swore into his ear, As the Lord liveth, and as I live, That he would spare Zoram's life if he would only listen. 1 Nephi 4, verse 32. Zoram followed Nephi without further problems. Among the desert people, oaths are considered sacred. The most binding oaths were those sworn by the life of something. Nibley explains that the only oath more awful than by my life, or less commonly by the life of my head, is by the life of God or as the Lord liveth. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it on iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, strengthening one's testimony in the face of criticism and doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints or that a fair Mormon.